Hey, sports fans out there, this is Coach Eric Johnson, the brand. And Coach Aaron Thigpen, the source. Aaron, we have a nice subject today for all these incoming freshmen that are probably entering their first week of high school now. And uh, they're walking around campus trying to uh, understand the lay of the land a little bit. Uh, they're, they're there with 18-year-old people now. And they're trying to figure out, you know, what do I do? And what do I train? How do I train? Where's, where's the sports pro program at? Who's the athletic director? All that stuff. And what they really need to focus on right away and, and, and really get back to that, that narrow focus is what do they need to do to make their high school team going into this, you know, entering high school right now? They should be thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, we're in that time of year where you know a lot of the I guess the freshman football players and baseball players and that sort of thing are, are getting on campus and they're starting to do or they have started some of their off-season training and cuts are going to be a part of that mm -hmm. and it's very competitive and right. one of the mistakes that a lot of these youngsters make is they just you know coming from middle school they don't really understand that there's a jump even in freshman sports, there's a jump and that those opportunities are fewer. And there's, you know, there's more kids competing for fewer spots and not everyone's going to get to play. It's not about everyone gets to participate. Right, exactly. you know? um, and I think it, you know, some, some kids, it comes as a shock. And so some will get discouraged and others will use it as a way to fuel a fire that they bounce back from and get ready for their sophomore year. So there's lessons to be learned from it, but you prepare yourself and, and, and if you have the right, you know, mental uh, approach, I think you can, you know, you can weather it. Right. And I think Aaron, a lot of times athletes don't know where to go. And this is a good opportunity parents and athletes out there. You know, ask the other baseball players or basketball players or those those sports that are going to start in the spring or winter. What do what do they do? Who do they need to see? Who are the coaches? Ask those kind of questions with the sophomore players they may know, or the junior athletes, or the senior athletes. You know, find out when there's going to be meetings because a lot of those meetings happen in the fall, and a lot of the freshmen miss them. And you know, because they don't know any better. Maybe it's a good time to go introduce yourself to the coach, the head coach of the program, and just to introduce yourself and say, hey, what do I need to do? Do I need to be out here during the fall? Um, are you having a meeting soon to talk about the program? And, and find out all those things ahead of time so you're prepared. And so I tell the athletes out there and, and the parents, Make sure you do that during the first week of school, you know, or the second week before they really get going, because I'm pretty sure that the way sports are now in the high school programs, any any type of athletic program has a syllabus or a time schedule that they go by during the year when they get on campus right away. Yeah. And that's 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 a good point. Doing that work ahead of time and kind of finding the lay of the land definitely is a big part of it but now at least in our area right. we're past that <laughs> and, <laughs> and we're 
you've got you're we're deep into it or at least getting deep into it yes and so i mean what does an athlete do i mean some are going to be prepared because they they did the, their homework and and they did their you know they trained over the summer and that sort of thing right. but there's going to be a huge number of kids who kind of didn't do anything you know they're kind of showing up and they're probably going to be like a deer with the headlights you know in the headlights once things really get going once they start to have to train next to those bigger older athletes and now that they might be doing full-time training where there's a lot more structure there's a lot higher intensity and volume you know how do you how do you navigate that uh, from the training side you know i would say be careful most athletes get hurt the first three weeks of uh, training and tryouts. Right. And one of the biggest reasons is they're trying too hard with a body that isn't ready yet. And they're trying things that are probably new to them. Mm. And, and so I always tell my kids when they're going to tryouts, say the biggest thing is not to get hurt. Because again, there's that pressure to keep up with older athletes or other athletes. And compete there's a pressure to impress the coaches that sort of thing and inevitably I always have one or two kids come back and they you know strain their back because they're trying to max lift or they you know twisted an ankle or tweaked their knee or pulled a hamstring uh, doing sprints so you know I, obviously you, you can't just say, hey, coach, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. But you've got the athletes need to be aware of where their body is at and their abilities at that point and not try and push themselves past that. Because if you're worried about not making a team, you're not in shape. Just imagine what your chances are when you're hurt. Right. You know, that's interesting because I, I'm just having conversations with a couple of incoming freshmen this year, the school year. And, you know, they told me, I, yeah, I practice five days a week already. You know, <laughs> athletes says, hey, I'm going out for five days a week. There's a program and it's not mandatory, mm -hmm. but that's really saying we want it. We want you to come. <laughs> it's <laughs> open to anybody, but, you know, they, obviously coaches want to get their looks early. And I just feel that, you know, the athlete's going to go there five days a week. And I, I'm afraid that athlete may not be in shape because they haven't trained all summer, you know. Right. And it goes back to what you say is that, you know, you go out there five days and you're just going after it, going hard. And if you do get hurt, it's it's at least two to three weeks on a minor setback. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I told that athlete, I said, you know, when you go out, don't, don't, you know, kill yourself the first couple of days. Get, let your body get acclimated to the stress of, because they're going to lift weights. Yeah. You know, running you know play baseball a couple times during the week and especially if they've had a break from the summer air and, and they're going to jump right back into it five days a week um it's, no one's really telling them hey listen you know go easy at the beginning any young player is trying to be impressionable mm -hmm. and by doing that they, they they tend to get hurt so you know again that's a great point i love what you said about that uh, and i think the second thing aaron is that athletes um need to really monitor and 
in their in their book and their diary write down how they're feeling every day you know I'm, I'm feeling a little weak here or i've been eating this i've been doing these kind of things just to get a feel of how their body is and i think sometimes they get overwhelmed by high school and they just go and they don't stop and, and take account of what's going on on a daily basis and that, that can get them in trouble right away right yeah and and, and so basically you're leading into the organizational side and again that's something we always talk about is being organized and managing your time and you're you're now juggling a lot of new things as a freshman you know it's new school new systems and maybe your you know the classes and new friends and all these things and you know you've got that you got practices on top of that you really have to learn how to manage all of those things properly so that you're getting your, your homework done, you're getting your rest and recovery, fresh enough for your, your workouts, uh, all of those sorts of things. And so, you know, recovery and time management are important. And if you haven't um, practiced those skills prior to high school, well, you're gonna need them now. And if you haven't, you need to try and start because an athlete's life needs to be organized. Right. The third thing is about from the technical side of the sport, whether it's basketball, you know, baseball, um, soccer, golf, whatever, track and field, um, practicing your sport. And when you go out to those high school workouts, there's there's not tons of coaches out there. And there's only so much supervision a coach is allowed to do under CIF rules. Mm -hmm. So the practicing of your skill set still needs to be done outside of uh, right. uh, school. I mean, you need to still get your reps in, whether it's you come home, finish your homework, and get 10 or 15 minutes of drills in, or even on the weekend, trying to polish your game. Just by going out there and showing up, it won't be enough work because there's so many players out there. Right. And the lack of coaches to support that under the rules that, you know, players think by just showing up is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and all uh, for all purposes, it's not. You still have to put in that time of getting your repetitions for that sport in and a, uh, a timely fashion, but also in an organized fashion to where you can really benefit and keep improving. Because just by going out there doesn't mean you're improving. You know, right. it's got some trajectory where you're getting better and you're 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 watching that. You know, that's why I think going home and practicing and videoing yourself and seeing if you're making those right moves technically uh, and the fundamentals that you're trying to get better at are important. Right. Yeah, and I, let's add another one. Let's add. Um, I guess we call this the intangibles. All right. May, these are some things that you can do as an athlete that I think can help to set you apart from other athletes, from other words, from the herd that shows up out there. I mean, if you talk about, you know, high school baseball out here, you know, at this time of year, you know, a lot of these schools have freshman tryouts when you've got 60, 70 kids. Absolutely. And, and so it, you can't always get a chance to showcase your skill because like you said there's not a lot of coaches you're not going to get a lot of reps so what are some other things that you can do that might make you noticeable that might set you apart 
biggest thing is being on top of what's going on. And what I mean by that is, is being coachable, mm-hmm. listening, being able to follow directions. All of those things um, don't necessarily have to be in the front of the line, but you shouldn't be with that group of slackers. You recognize who are the workers, who aren't the workers, and put yourself with the workers. You know, all of those sorts of things, the kind of positioning um, of how you navigate those workouts and practices, I think good coaches will take notice. They'll say, hey, you know, you're not the kid who's asking him just after he explained exactly what you guys are going to do. You're not the kid asking him, uh, how many of these do we do, coach? Or what are we doing again, coach? Or, or you're the guy who everyone takes off to the left and you go right. <laughs> you know, those things matter. They matter, you know, you, and so you want to be on top of those things. Um, and that takes no, that takes no physical skill set. You know, I'll say that all the time. I said, those are the, the biggest thing that you can do as an athlete is have the ability to learn and pay attention. Because that's what your practices are about. That's what your training is about. It's the imparting of information to you. Well, if you're, you know, looking around or you're playing grab ass and giggling in the back with a couple of buddies because they're joking around, you you know, coaches see that. They may not say anything, but they see that. And so, you know, just those sorts of things, maybe helping out cleaning up. That's not sucking up, but what it is, it's showing that, hey, this guy is engaged in what we're doing and he wants to be a part of this team. You know, all of those sorts of things I think as a coach matter because it tells me, hey, this kid's vested in what we're trying to get done here. And he's and he's on point. I don't have to worry about this kid goofing off, me having to tell him the same thing three or four times because all of that stuff denotes or paints a picture of, of you as an athlete because do I want the kid who who's always goofing off or always forgetting his equipment to be the anchor on my relay team, you know? Or do I want that kid in a pressure situation? There's two guys on base and he's up. Am I gonna have a lot of confidence in that kid? Right. No, you know, so though the, you can you can extrapolate some things from how these how you kind of navigate your day-to-day activities. Uh, as to how an athlete might perform. Yeah. And it may not be true in all cases, but again, coach doesn't know you from the 60, 70 kids that have shown up out there. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be ways that they need to disqualify kids. Yeah. I agree with you. You're, you're really talking about, Aaron, the sixth tool in baseball, you know. I always say you hit, you run, hit with power, throw and play defense and you talk about this intangible which is a sixth tool and i'm going to add one thing to it your body language you know what's yeah. your body language and, and what are you wearing out there are you wearing you know some straggly clothes and you know are you looking like a, a athlete playing that sport are you wearing the colors of your school are you wearing the appropriate uniform you're supposed to wear out there at the workouts you know a lot of people just go out there and just oh do whatever i want to do but the coach like you said looks at all those little things 
and they do take notice. They take mental notes and some coaches write it down because they forget. Yeah. And uh, it's important. The sixth tool is that's what if you're even with another player that plays the same position or doing the same thing you do, yeah. they go to that sixth tool and they will say, I'll take that guy all day. And do you would you want to lose your position because you showed up to practice in skate shoes three days in a row? <laughs> no. No. You run that really in a pair of bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's just those are the sorts of things. I mean, even coming into my training center, I see kids show up, you know, they've got surf shoes, surfer shoes on. It's like right. you're not you're not wearing the tools of the trade. How can you, you know, how can you get better? And again, I know things happen, kids forget shoes necessarily, but those sorts of things can't happen because they're controllable. And, and again, right. if you go back to being organized, so every day you're getting your equipment together, you've got your bag, you know, it's all set. Those things don't rarely, those things rarely happen if you're right. organized. Right. Aaron, I think that wraps us up. You talked about that controllable athlete and all those things are kind of important. Those are things are within your power. So again, out there, all our fans out there. Hey, this is Coach EJ, the brand. And Coach Aaron, the source. We'll see you.